0: Your girl Jerry Alicia. And your
1: girl Alicia J. Hey, 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 hey.
0: (laughs) Yes. And this is the Journey to Motherhood Podcast. So, y'all, it has been a minute since y'all heard our voices. Um, me and Alicia have both been super busy. But good thing is, is that this week you're getting two episodes, not just one. Um, so we Mm -hmm. wanted to definitely connect with y'all, let y'all know what's going on, and just talk about some stuff. So today. We're actually going to talk about uh, being brokenhearted. So as you know, it is October and it is um, Infant and uh, Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. So we're going to talk about the, the heartbreak. Just a disclaimer, I have not personally been through this type of heartbreak. Um, I don't know if Alicia, I don't think Alicia has either. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have been through some kind of heartbreak. Yeah, Same concept, different situation. So we're going to talk about heartbreak today and we're going to give y'all some encouragement and then we just go let the Holy Spirit do what he does during this podcast because y'all know how we get down. So as I was reading... In my Bible, Psalm, I, I came across Psalm 147.3. Um, a lot of us already know this verse, a lot of us try to live by this verse, um, and it and it really encourages us, but the Lord gave me some some new revelation about this verse. Psalm 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds their wounds. So when I was reading that, you know, I've read it before. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, about to go on about my day. But then the word binds kind stuck of out, stuck out in my mind. I was like, hmm, what does bind really mean? If you know me, you know, I really like words and I look up words. Google is literally my best friend. So I'm always looking something up. So <laughs> I went to Google. And I looked up the word bind. And one of the definitions of the word bind means to tie or fasten something tightly. Um, and when I read that, the Holy Spirit kind of just illuminated in my mind the process of getting stitches. So, you know, if you get cut or if you get shot, most times that you will need to get go to the hospital and get stitches. Well, what I didn't know and what's a little known fact is that Getting stitches is usually a last resort, and doctors only recommend it in the most serious situations. That kind of mm. makes sense because if you get stabbed or shot, it's pretty serious. But my mind mm. never really connected that—that that, that's the only time you would really need stitches, or after you're coming out of surgery or something like that. And it's because most wounds are able to heal on their own. Our body is amazing, by the way. Uh, most wounds fearfully are able-
1: and wonderfully made.
0: <laughs> exactly it got, and I love God so much because he's like I made you to self-heal most of the time so you don't even need to really do anything just let just go through the process but so yeah most times wounds are able to heal on their own and experts say that they should be left open to do so. Now, in my mind, I'm like, but what if? Like in my mind, I've never been to medical school, so of course, I don't know any anything about this. But I would, ju- I was just thinking, you know, it would make more sense to me to close the wound so it can heal. But they're like, no, we need it to open, we need it to breathe for it mm-hmm. to heal. Um, but in the event that a patient does need stitches whether it's to stop bleeding or to close the wound, there's actually a process that has to take place. It, it's not necessarily immediate. And so that process, I know I looked up that process, right? <laughs> so that process is number one, the doctor or medical profession- professional has to clean and numb the wound. I did not know that that they numb the wound when you get stitches, never knew that. I've never had stitches before, obviously. Um, so that wasn't common knowledge to me. Um, the second thing that has to be done is the doctor has to take a closer look into the wound to make sure there's no additional dirt or debris that'll cause a delay in the healing process. That was really profound to me because I'm like, oh, they, they really got to get up close and personal with this thing. OK, cool. And number three. The third thing that a doctor has to do, they have to pull the edges of the wound together and loop the thread through either side of uh, for each stitch. So they have to literally take like needle and thread, like surgical needle and thread Mm -hmm. and go through eat from side to side to go through the skin to make sure it's pulled together. And once that's done, they cut and tie a knot to hold a wound closed. Now, just that alone is amazing to me because that shows that, number one, the doctor has to have skill to be able to do that with some needle and thread. Number two, it also proves to us that there's a process in healing, spiritually and physically. And the one thing Holy Spirit told me is that the healing process doesn't just take the doctor's expertise, but it also takes some aftercare on the patient's part. Um, After receiving stitches, doctors inform patients on how to care for their wound. Uh, This might include specific instructions on how to clean and dress the wound. And in some cases, the doctor will even recommend some antibiotic ointment to help prevent infection. And just in case an infection does arise, they'll tell the patient uh, what signs to look out for just in case. And so when I when I was studying this process of getting stitches, um, it really stood out to me because a lot of times when we as God's children experience heartbreak, we have a tendency to get mad at God because we feel like he isn't there or he doesn't care about what we're going through or all the other stuff. But Mm -hmm. as I was studying all of this, I was reminded that God is Jehovah Rapha, which literally means the God that heals. So that, so he's right there with us. And the process of stitching just goes to show um, that God is there. God has to literally get up close and personal with us in order for us to heal. And so a lot, especially with it being, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, we feel like God has left us. Why did God let this happen to me? Or why did God do this to me? This isn't fair. All of this stuff. And so we feel like God is so far away when we, in reality, God is, he's literally right there with your with your wound. He's right there with your scars. Mm-hmm. He's literally right there binding and stitching us up so that we can heal. Yeah. The problem mm-hmm. is we don't do our part in the healing process most of the time we don't go through the process. We have an issue with process. That's one thing I've learned about people in general. We want, and especially in today's age, we want stuff to be immediate. We want it to be our way. We don't want it to look any different than what we envision, but that's not how this life works. Because at the end of the day, it's all about God's purpose and Him getting the glory, um, and so I just really wanted to to share that with you guys and to let you know that God really is right there. He really is there, um, taking you, like walking you through the healing process. But you got to go through the process. Um, it's not going like healing in no manner or form is is immediate. If anybody tells you that they healed instantly, you no, know, it's either a miracle happened or they're lying. It's one or the other. There's no in between. Um, that's just what it is. And we have to get to a point where we're okay with the process. It doesn't mean that what happened to us um, doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that what happened to us wasn't tragic. It just means that we're in the process of healing.
1: So yeah, that mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that with y'all. And as you're talking about healing and being brokenhearted, you know, um, there are that you know when you lose a child or even when you lose the idea of having a child like the idea or your your idea of what you thought your pregnancy should be like or what you thought getting pregnant should be like and um you know all of those things are cause heartbreak um I want to definitely commend every woman who has an angel baby um you know, it's, um, even though, you know, we're in the process of, you know, believing God for a miracle, um, I commend those parents who have to grieve a child that, Mm -hmm. you know, they had ideas for, they had, um, had, um, um, you know, had connections with spiritual connection, emotional connection, right. um, The excitement of that. I, I also, um, you know, feel for the siblings that were, you know, trying to, uh, that were getting accustomed to that, that baby who, mm-hmm. you know, got the announcement. Um, you know, I do have a few friends that have had angel babies and have had miscarriages and, you know, um, it's just as, devastating as if you lost a child that was born and, you know, has lived, you know, their lives. So no loss is, is easy. And, you know, healing from grief is, is a huge thing. And I wanted to actually bring up the like, um, there's, there are seven stages of grieving. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have shock and denial. Um, This is a state of disbelief and numbed feelings. You have pain and guilt you've got anger and bargaining, depression, then there's the upturn, the reconstruction and working through and acceptance and hope is the last stage. And so, um, you know, as I'm reading this, this article partially, it says that it's, you know, these, these things are um, common when you have a breakup, divorce, loss, Mm -hmm. or any type of, of life change. And so, um, it's life altering to have this idea in your mind and your spirit and then to have it taken away no one likes loss no one likes to lose I, at least I don't know anybody who does and if, if there is someone you, you might want to get that checked out
0: <laughs> right <laughs> that might be something you want to talk to your need therapist about okay right.
1: your therapist about that but to go through those things. And I think each of us have gone through those seven stages of grief, um, you know, outside of losing a child. But again, you know, to see a tiny casket, to have to cremate or have a mm-hmm. tiny grave dug, dug for your child. I mean, I just, my heart goes out to you. But God is a healer, like um, Jerry said, and, you know, he's Jehovah Rapha. And it's okay to go through these these. Through the grieving process. No, I, what used to upset me is like people used to make you want to think that, you know, the grieving process should be short. People grieve differently. Um, I know for me, I'll cry out, get my snot, all the good stuff in. And usually I'm good, like after a week or so. But, you know, some things linger on and I, I can't tell you what will linger. I can't tell you what I'll get over in a month or two, um, you know, and so don't feel guilty if it's like five years from now and you're still grieving. However, make sure you have a village or a therapist or you're talking to your pastor or a minister or someone who's getting you through that. And especially for your spouse, I think sometimes we as women forget that men grieve too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, they're they're just as sad and disappointed as you are, you know, that this child is not here. And so, you know, make sure that your husband is right, you know, and make sure y'all talk about it. I remember uh, listening to something Fanika Friend, Fanika Pastor Friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, Pastor Friend um, wrote, and she was saying how, you know, when her and her husband lost their child, how, you know, they really didn't talk about it. Like she was grieving and he was grieving, but they were di- grieving differently, but they weren't talking about it to each other. Right. And so I think that a part of that healing comes in making sure that you are talking to your spouse about how you're feeling today, especially if y'all have been praying. And hoping for that child, and you know, y'all both had expectations, and and so you know, the disappointment is real. And so you know, God, He cares for us, and God knows that we are human. God knows that we have feelings. God knows our heart. He says, um, "You know, I knew you before you were you formed in your mother's womb." In Jeremiah, so you know, you've got to um, remember that there's nothing that God doesn't already know, and so. Not only should you be speaking with your spouse, but speak to God, cry out to him, you know, in those moments where it's just like, it's just too much to bear. If you watch a commercial and you see the happy couple with the baby, or if you um, go to a baby shower, or if your, you know, sister, cousin, uh, whoever just had a baby and they're sending pictures to the group chat, because that's real, right? Um, You're right so real so you know take it to the lord cry out to him he wants to hear you scream he wants to hear that pain he wants to bear that pain for you um he said you know give me your burdens and um take on my burdens and yoke because my burden and yoke is easy and light and i think so so many times it's so hard for us to just let go Um, it is yeah you know and so just let go
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of times we don't want to let go because we feel like if we let go, then I'll forget, which Mm is not really the case. But, you know, that's how we relate to it. Another thing I wanted to say is there is a proper way to grieve and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to do with the length of time you grieve, but it's how you're doing it in the process. Uh, Because what we don't want you to do is stay in the first or second stage of grieving, uh, the stage of anger or the stage of denial, because it's extremely unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So that's why there has to be seven full steps, because you may start out angry, you may start out, you know, um, not even accepting that this loss or this heartbreak has happened, but eventually... Mm -hmm. If you, if you allow yourself to grieve properly, then you will get to stage six and stage seven, which is the upturn and the acceptance and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. going to take a process to go through that. And a lot of times that process is painful, but it's necessary. Um, and so the healing process is, is necessary. And when you partner with God to heal, uh, it'll be amazing because Mm -hmm. you'll you'll still feel it. You'll still feel the grief. You'll still Mm -hmm. feel the sadness, but God will remind you of the goodness too. He'll remind you of how good he is. He'll remind you that he is Jehovah Rapha, the God that he is. Mm -hmm. He'll remind you that he is the prince of peace and that he can give you his peace that Mm -hmm. surpasses all understanding. And so this is not to minimize anybody's grief because we would never do that. Even though we we know what grief feels like. And it's absolutely horrible. We're just going to say that. There's nothing great about it. But at the end of the day, when you grieve properly and when you allow God to be your healer, there, there there's an upside on the other side of it.
1: Absolutely. And um, for those of you who aren't grieving, um, make sure that you're a support for the person who is grieving. Um, divorce whatever timeline you have for that person who's grieving. Um, So that you can support them throughout their grieving process, because the worst thing that you can do is be that friend or family member that's like, you're not over that yet. Right. And that's not fair to them, because, again, your grieving process doesn't look the same as the person who's grieving. So encourage them as much as you can, because you're going to have again, you're going to have that shock and denial. Step one, you're going to have pain and guilt. Step two, you're going to have anger and bargaining. Step three. And the bargaining part is well, I, well, what if I had done this differently, or maybe if I right. didn't eat those hot peppers, or maybe if I hadn't gone out of town, or maybe if I didn't, um, maybe if we we um, you know, I hadn't taken that bath, or you know, that that's the bargaining thing, and then you get into that depression mode because it's like, well, the woulda shoulda couldas, I don't have what I desired, and um, so you go through that process, and then then you know during that depression, um. Try to remember God because they know it's so hard. It when is. You're it's so hard to to remember God. It's so hard to remember that God is there. It's so hard to remember that God is good. It's so hard to remember that God is my my, my friend. He is my father. He is not out to do me wrong or do me harm. It is so hard during that process because in depression, you're not thinking logically at all. You're thinking about what, um, you know, what could have happened, what should have happened, what didn't happen. Um, and then you also have that mixed in with anxiety. Um, so you, you have to, um, like Second Corinthians 10, 5 says, capture those thoughts, those imaginations that mm-hmm. come against the... Um, the knowledge of God and take them into captivity of Jesus Christ you've got to say you've got to speak the word and so i know that there's a period in de- depression where you kind of forget these things and then as you're coming back to yourself because people are going to be praying for you they're going to be praying you through this then you'll come to yourself and then you'll be like you know what this is what god clears over me the the lord says that i'm not barren the lord says that i am Uh, fearfully and wonderfully made and you've got to have that scripture ready to to declare upon yourself and to walk it out and to to declare as you to declare as you are going through it because that's what's going to help you that's what's Mm going to help remind you and getting in that space of god and getting in his presence is going to upbuild you remembering that god is near to the brokenhearted remembering that god will keep no good things from those who walk upright um remembering that god said if two or three are gathered he's in the midst and if two or three um agree on something he will make it happen so you know we have to have confidence Um, In Psalms uh, 27, 13 through 14, have confidence in this, that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then we have to wait patiently on the Lord and be of good courage. And I think that's the part that's so hard is to be of good courage Mm because it's like, man, I got to wait, and it's so easy to get um, defeated and deflated when it doesn't happen. But the word says, be of good courage. And that's what faith is about. Faith is the substance of things of hope for and the evidence of things not seen. And so you have to have courage to have faith because you're believing in something that has not manifested. And so when you lose something, we don't want you to get into a place where you're like, this will never happen for me. Denounce the fear and the doubt that God is going to do it. Denounce the fear um, that You know, you're not going to be able to carry another child based on what you experienced, um, what the doctor told you or um, based on how your body is or how old you are. It's never going to happen again. I will give you a testimony. I had a makeup client and I believe um, her and her husband are in their 50s. They had been trying, you know, for a long time and they finally got pregnant. She carried full term. And then a year later, they had their second child. So, (laughs) so, and they're, they're in their fifties. And so, you know, for you, for, for those who have lost child, for those who are still grieving that child, I have heard so many stories of women who said I miscarried and then I got pregnant and, you know, are miscarried and I adopted, I miscarried. And, you know, the Lord told me this is what, what's going to happen. You know, Just seek the Lord in that season. I know it's going to be hard. Grief sucks. Like It is so,
0: so bad. It sucks.
1: It sucks. But there is an upturn. There is reconstruction and working through all your emotions. And there is acceptance and there is hope. And so you are able to overcome with God. We are we will overcome by the 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 blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony, so as you continue to go through the grieving process, remember that uh we walk through the valley of the shadow of death.
0: right we don't, we don't are, stay
1: there yeah, we don't stay there because God is with us, and so we just hope that this encourages you to know that you know God is going to fulfill his promises to you. Because that's what he said, exceedingly and abundantly above Above all all. things. So, I'm just saying, my heart goes out to you guys for for real, and know that yeah, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> and and just going back to what
0: you were saying, um, this is why a relationship, not just religion, but this mm-hmm. is why a, an actual relationship with God is so important. You know, the Bible tells us to hide his word in the heart so that we may not sin against it. And I would even go further to say that so we don't forget it in times mm-hmm. of trouble, because a lot of times, you know, when we're going through, we're not, let's just be honest, we're not really reading the Bible like that. <laughs> let's be real on this podcast. Because we going through, you be like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't want to read the Bible. I don't care about the Bible verse. I don't want to hear the worship music. Mm-hmm. We just be doing a lot. And, but if, if you hide God's word in your heart, one thing I know for, and for a fact, when you hide God's word in your heart, it'll pop up at the most strangest times. And you'll be like, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. that though. But okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it'll literally, literally randomly just pop up, but it, it'll be exactly what you need. This is why I love when the Bible says hide his word in my heart. Cause mm-hmm. I take that to me, like internalize it. Don't just read it and be like, okay, cool. But actually internalize the word, remember it and process it so that when you need it, you got it. Whether there's a Bible in front of you or not, whether you're thinking about God or, you know, whatever the case is or not, you still have that mm-hmm. in your heart. And so it's really important that, you know, Our relationship with God is real um, because if it's not, we're going to struggle even more than we have to. And grief is one of those things where you can be good for a good three years and year four, you're like, what in all the world is this and why (laughs) and why? (laughs) And so... And that's the thing about grief um there's no there's no time limit there should be no time limit on your grief, and some of us put time limits on ourselves, be like we give ourselves a good week and then we're good, no boo, you're not good, you just went through something traumatic, and you need to process that so yeah, definitely continue to hide God's word in your heart, continue to to know. Um, Not just think, not just feel, but actually know that God really is a healer. Uh, Some of us, we feel like God either can't heal us because of whatever uh, that's in our past, or we feel like he won't because of certain situations. Mm -hmm. Both of those are lies. Both of those are are, um, tools that the enemy uses to trick us into not going for our healing. Because some of us will be right there at the door our hand would be on or not
1: they would be like you know what No, nah, I'm right. good. That that's and just what the be, devil want. just as but a I'm reminder yeah. the word of God let me tell you knowing the word of God is so helpful in your walk because it will remind you that God said these things over your life and like Jerry was saying mm-hmm. there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that's Romans chapter 8 verses 1 so even though we are sinners we we have to be repentive, so don't take advantage of God's grace. But at the same time, know that there's no no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. So when we repent, there's no condemnation condemnation after that. Like God has said, okay, exactly. I've forgiven you. You're you, that's it. You're done. We're good. And I think as humans, we condemn ourselves even more because we remember the things that we did that. We know disappointed the Lord. And I think a lot of us also grew up in that culture of fire and brimstone. If you sin, you're going to hell. Yeah. You're going know, to hell. Like
0: that's all they prespect. And I'm like, wait, yeah. where's the grace at? Because I know be like a balance, in right. my Bible. But there's
1: a balance. So we can't be all grace. Right. And no, you know. Right. Exactly. We can't be all fire and brimstone. We can go scare right. people. Right. So there's gotta be a balance. So yes, you know, still um strive to do and and be the best christian that you can be and live by the word of god and be holy um but god knows we're human god knows we're made of flesh jesus knows the temptations that you know we face he he lived it here on earth but he when he was tempted what did he do he went to the word he said he went to the word. Yeah, he went to the yeah, word. I can't remember did. the exact words off my head right is written. Every time something came up against him, he was yeah. like, Oh no, but you can use the word of God if you want to to manipulate this whole situation. But as it is written, A B C D. Boom. Done. <laughs> and he dropped the mic and he walked away.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and he and he and that was that nothing. devil couldn't say nothing. Um, I just wanted to go back to um, this not being a punishment. So in the Womb yeah. for a private group, um, there was a post today. Uh, one of the admins posted and said, uh, posted a picture. And the picture says, God's mercy is bigger than mm-hmm. any of your mistakes. So we can really just end mm-hmm. this podcast right that's here because that's it done. That's it that's done. That's the whole point Absolutely. of grace and mercy because God knew that his children would be really bogus and do some really crazy stuff, and that he needed something to cover that, or we was all going to die, and nothing would get accomplished, so uh, enter in Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, God's mercy, Um, it covers whatever you did prior to your relationship with God, God's mercy covers that. Whatever you're currently doing while in your relationship with God, God's mercy covers that. Whatever you will think about doing in the future in your relationship with God, his mercy covers that too. Um, so my point is, even if you've had abortions, even if you had premarital sex, even if, you know, whatever your story is, even that, whatever whatever you're thinking in your mind while you're listening to this podcast that thing is covered mm-hmm. by God's person if you repent if you have repented, you're good to go. God said um that he cast our sins in the sea of forgetfulness, which means God is not really too much worried about what we did after we repent before we repented. Um the issue is we're so we internalize that stuff. Um we mm-hmm. take on the guilt, we take yeah. on the shame, we mm-hmm. take on all that. And God's like, No, you're free from all that because that's mm-hmm. a form of bondage when we get so wrapped up in what we did years ago even after we've come to Christ that's a form of bondage and that's another way that the enemy uh, keeps us hostage but I don't know about y'all but I don't mm-hmm. want to be a hostage like that's just not not that's not that's not a move so uh, just so you know you're free go on live your life do what God has called you to do Now, I do want to preface this by saying there is a consequence for everything. Consequence, not punishment. Those are two different things. And I think we have to learn the difference (laughs) between the two. Um, Because punishment says, you did this, so now you're to blame, blah, 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 blah. Consequence says, yes, you did this, but I have forgiven you. But because this has happened, you know, there's some things that have to take place, but my grace still covers all of that. So I just, I just wanted to make that clear. Sometimes we get confused about the two. Um, God is not punishing us, but there still is a re- a, a a reaction for every action. Um, just like the saying goes, "There's an action for there's for every action, there is a reaction." I could not get that out. Good Lord, for every action reaction. <laughs> and so, if you're feeling like um you're reaping the consequence of something that you've done long ago, ask God what it is you need to learn from it. Because a lot of times uh, we don't we don't look at heartbreak or things not going our way as lessons, but they really are. For some of us, the lesson can be trusting God more. For some of us, the lesson can be a little bit deeper. But everything we go through is a lesson. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. It's all a lesson. Um, So learn from it. While you're going through your grieving process, learn what you're supposed to learn. And still, you know, go through your process. Don't stop going through the process because it's hard. Um, It's always going to be hard. Grief is always going to suck. Heartbreak is always going to be horrible. But at the end of all of that, Amen. God is still good. That's the whole point. God is good, um, and I think we have to remember that even if, even in our grief, that God is still good. Because we feel like, well, if we, if I have to grieve, that means that God isn't good. That's not mm-hmm. the case. God is the best. God sent Jesus to literally die the most horrific death known to man mm-hmm. just so that we could be free. That alone. His goodness, that alone proves His mercy. That alone proves that God is yes, the real is. OG, like for real, uh, <laughs> like for real, for He really is. And so, I don't want us to get, you know, don't let your grief turn Amen. turn into bitterness, uh, because it's hard to come back from that, especially when you're Amen. bitter towards God. It is it's, really hard. It's <laughs> hard, and it and it just mm-hmm. it helps the devil further get you away from God and that's not something that we want we want to draw you closer to him because he is the way um he's the only way that me and Alicia can laugh through this podcast people ask me that all the time they're like how can you deal with that and be so joyful I'm like y'all just don't know it's hard but God is good so I laugh God is good so I smile um it is what it is at this point you know we're going through it um, some days are better than others, but at the end of each day, um, I'm reminded and I remind myself that God Amen. has a plan for it all. Um, because if you don't remind yourself of that, you'd be in a lot of trouble. At least I would. I don't I can't speak for nobody else, but I would be in a lot of trouble if I didn't
1: focus on God through That's it. That's right. You gotta stay focused on God. You've got to stay focused on God.
0: Because if you don't, you'll start focusing on the issue. More than the one that can rectify the issue, um, and when that happens, a whole lot of other exactly. stuff happens. So yeah, yeah, that's what we kind of wanted to go over today. We just wanted to encourage you to stay faithful, stay prayed up, um, go through your healing process. And I, I don't think I can stress that enough. Go yes. through the process. I know you don't want to. I know you're like, this is this is a lot. And it is, but still go through it because there there is hope mm-hmm. on the other side of the process. So many times we feel so hopeless. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I felt so hopeless at the beginning of this. I was like, "There's no hope. Right. I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm never going to give my husband the baby that he yeah. wants, and all this other stuff." And God, was right, like, right. <laughs> like,
1: we what about we've we've idolized um, motherhood and that that was that's been an issue we have. with God and God is like okay you're gonna get what I promised but don't forget about me and that relationship that you have with me I mean shoot for me I, I my thing and we talked about this is the the concept of well what man is going to want to marry me if I can't give him a kid you know what I'm saying so so having to divorce that notion too so I mean we're all we all have our hang-ups we all have had our moments of despair and, and just n- not trusting God and trusting the process that he's placed and uh, put in place. And so, you know, now that we are in this month, um, just a reminder that, you know what? God is still on the throne. God is the Lord of hosts. Still, God created heaven and earth. So if he can create heaven and earth he can definitely uh, take care of the the concerns that we have on our hearts every day and you know i again never downplaying uh what you may be feeling never downplaying um your emotions because they're all real and he created them and right, yeah and, exactly. it. And, they, and he created them and so he knows he knows exactly what you're feeling. He knows um how to to not help you navigate through that. So um y'all I'm sorry. I'm looking at Uber Eats and this girl is just I don't know who this girl is. Wait a but minute. Is like, <laughs> Wait a minute. She has gotten turned around this whole time. My food <sighs>
0: you know done what done.
1: I am done my girl, <laughs> but yeah yeah.
0: i'm like I'm leaving oh my I god did. you got distracted I by <laughs> I am done for the day you courage,
1: y'all, but you know when you're hangry it's kind of hard I mean when you're ha- no. being hangry is a real it thing it's, it's real um, and I need to <laughs> her life like literally she was up the street and got turned around, missed the neighborhood. Now she on my street. And she, she still not still right. Got like, I know you can see the dog on... Good Lord. Help Lord, Jesus. Lord, help Lord, Jesus. Help please help her Be right. Be it better Jesus. not be eaten. Gonna... And I can see, I know she's about to pass me again. Because I'm moving out the window. If she's going to pass me that again, Lord is... Jesus, please help her. Help her, God. Help her, God. Angels, the saints.
0: <laughs> that Ooh. is hilarious see y'all see what happens so I'm not the <laughs>
1: only one that gets
0: hangry you, you see Alicia is in the same boat y'all y'all this is recording yeah. we have witnesses okay uh, but seriously though y'all um, go through that healing process don't we Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Alicia we have made uh, yeah. motherhood yeah. an idol and you no know, one the lord how the lord feels about idols he don't he don't really yeah. rock with that like that and so one thing that i realized one thing the lord told me through a friend of mine is that uh we focus so much on the promise but have taken our keeper. eyes off of the promise keeper the one that has yeah. promised us a thing we've kind of you know we've stopped
1: yeah
0: <sighs> we've done that a lot right
1: there Let's keep your eyes that. on the promise keeper there you go preach that
0: mm-hmm. that that's it um, because if we keep our eyes on the promise keeper, the promise will come um, because God, He can't go back on His word. It's literally impossible for Him to do something like that. So if God said it, it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, there's so much more to our lives. There's so much more that God has for us than just becoming mothers. There's like whole purposes that have nothing to do with motherhood for us, and so we have to get out of the uh get get out of the mindset that motherhood is the end all be all because it's not um crisis the end all be all to be perfectly honest, not motherhood, and so we have to get to a point where we're like, okay, yes, we recognize that this is something that we hope for, this is something that we desire, but at the end of the day regardless of what happens and regardless of how it happens, God is still God and he's still good. Um, and we have to, we have to rest in that fact. I think if we begin to really rest in the fact that God is good, then we'll stop. We won't have this like, because hi- we're hyper-focused right. on becoming moms. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with focusing on becoming a mom. There's nothing wrong with getting your life together. Uh, but, what else is God calling you to? What else is God, excuse me, what else is God asking you to do? What else in this season alone, in 2020, in this pandemic, what has God asked you to do, but you are focused so much on motherhood that you made it? Uh, that's that, that's question. the question of the day. Um, because for some of us, uh, our IVF um, stuff was canceled. For some of us, doctors weren't taking our phone calls because of COVID nineteen. But yet, we were so we were so upset and we were so mad. But what was God trying to show us? That's the real question. Um, and I think that once we really sit, sit with that question and once we, you know, ask out, okay, Lord, what did I miss in this season? Did I miss anything? Were you trying to tell me something and I didn't get it? Uh, right. once we do that, then I think we'll, we'll really, um, shift in how we feel about this whole thing. So yeah, that that's my challenge to y'all. This is a new thing for this podcast, mm-hmm. but Hey, we're going to roll with yeah, it. Challenge. That's my challenge for y'all. Uh I told y'all we were let Holy Spirit take over. I warned y'all in the beginning. We um, Just go let Holy Spirit do what he does. Um, but that's my challenge, y'all. Grab a notebook and a pen. And the next time you go into prayer, ask God if there's anything in this season that you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. that you're not doing. That's good. Ask him for a strategy to start it. Uh, because what we don't want is to be so focused on motherhood, that finally get it. And then our whole lives uh, co- become about being a mom right. and nothing else. Because at some point, exactly. our children have to grow up. And when they do, did you do all that God called you to do? Like, if if you were to close your eyes today and God called you to heaven, could you absolutely say, I did mm-hmm. what God told me to do? Um, Because one of my prayers lately is, God, I don't want to leave this world full. Mm -hmm. I want to leave empty. I want to get out everything that you called me to do, every book you told me to write, every business you told me to start, every endeavor that you put on my heart. I want to execute it so that when I leave, that's my legacy. Um, Because I don't think we understand that motherhood is a legacy. It's part of our legacy, but Mm -hmm. it's not the whole thing. Um, There's just so much that god wants us to do but sometimes we're just so focused on the one thing that we don't even stop to consider everything else so you know what that's your challenge consider everything else ask god um is there anything during this pandemic in this season that you're supposed to be doing that does not have to do with you becoming a mom and then email us at, at wombprep at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know uh, what God has told you in prayer. Let us know uh, what you're about to start doing. Let us know uh, what God, what God say. We want to know um, because I had to ask that question. I was like, Lord, I'm doing a lot, but is there <laughs> something I'm missing? Uh, I'll be surprised the answer god gives because i was like oh yeah i was supposed mm-hmm. to do that last year but yeah yeah we gotta stop hyper focusing on this one thing if we're gonna hyper focus on anything let mm-hmm. it be god and god alone not what he promised you know not what we want but god because when we hyper focus on him he'll 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 turn our heads whichever way it needs to be turned so that we can do mm-hmm. what he's called us to do.
1: Any last no, remarks, Alicia? Just be encouraged. And my food finally made it here. Praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> Praise God. the Lord on how. Yeah. Alicia yes. got her food, y'all. Yes. Can everybody clap? Can we clap? Yeah. Yeah. But encouraged. yeah, stay encouraged, ladies. Uh, I'm going we say this a lot, but it does get better not necessarily easier Amen. just better uh, and it gets better because we learn how to manage the stress and anxiety because this really is stressful and it makes us anxious but um uh, the the bible tells us to be anxious for nothing but in everything in prayer and supplication Amen. submit our request to god thank you lord for that uh, for that bible verse um uh, So if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling worried, if you're feeling heartbroken, um, the best advice that we can give you, the only advice that we will probably ever give you is to go to God. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Um, because God can do more in prayer than we can ever do on this podcast. He can do more in prayer than your therapist can do. He can do more in prayer and probably will, um, will partner up with other things, but God can reveal more in prayer than than you would ever imagine. This is not to say that therapy is not important because some of us, a lot of us, maybe even all of us need therapy. Um, And so never discount that because what happens is God gives your therapist insight. Um, But yeah, partner with God. That's the main thing. Partner with God and everything else will fall into place, y'all. Yeah. So let us pray. Let us pray out and then we're Mm going to let y'all go. So Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, we say thank you, God. We thank you just for being here with us on this broadcast. We thank you that you have allowed us to do this for your namesake, oh God. We don't take any glory away from your God, but we simply just say thank you for using us as your chosen vessels to speak to your children on today and to let them know what's on your heart concerning fertility and heartbreak and everything else that you tell us um, in the time. So God, mm-hmm. we just say thank you. Thank, thank you just for being Jehovah Rapha. The God that that heals. We thank you that you are a God that doesn't leave us to the elements. You're a God that doesn't leave us to our own devices, but instead, you're right there with us. You're right there healing us. You're showing us what it is that we need to do during the healing process of God. So, Lord, we ask right now in the name of Jesus if there is any woman that is listening to this podcast that that needs healing in her body or in her mind or in her spirit, God, we ask that you go to her, send your Holy Spirit spirit, the comforter to her right now in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you just dwell in her heart, oh God, and let her know that you absolutely adore her, oh God. Let her know that even though she is heartbroken and even though she has experienced loss, that you are right there with her. You are a father that takes care of his children. So God, we just thank you for taking care of us. Even when we don't realize it or recognize it, we thank you that you care so much for us, God. You you love us so much that you even sent your son Jesus to die for our sins, oh God. And the word says in Isaiah is that by his stripes that we are healed. So God, we thank you for healing on today, oh God. And we accept your healing on today, oh God. We accept the process of healing on today, oh God. We know that it's not easy and a lot of times it's really uncomfortable for us to go through this process. So God, we ask that you help us, we ask that you walk with us in the process of that we ask that in in all seven stages of grief oh god that you are right there with us showing us and letting us know that it will be okay in the end oh god we are so thankful oh god that you are a god that ceases things through we are so grateful oh god that you are the one that you are the one thing that is going to get us through lord remind us to hide your word in our hearts, so that when we need it we can always access it no matter what's going on in our lives so lord we just thank you on today we just say uh, we just praise you on today for who you are oh god not even what you can do for us not even because of what you promised us but simply because of who you are we thank you because you are still king of kings and you are still lord of lords you are still the prince of peace and we love you so much oh god so lord this prayer we pray in your son jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. All right, guys, you have tuned in to the Journey to Motherhood podcast, as always, um, we understand that this is a hard subject. We know that infertility and grief is not an easy thing to deal with. Um, So we always want to extend this invitation to you. If you want to be surrounded by people that absolutely understand what you're going through and people that will not judge you or condemn you for anything that you've been through, then we do invite you to uh, join the Womb Prep private group on Facebook. You can actually go on Facebook and search it and we'll get you at it if you want to be like like like-minded individuals that will help you and pray for you and let you vent then we we welcome you we love you so much and we just want you to know that God is a healer he is there and he Mm -hmm. will never leave you all right guys that's a wrap bye